Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. Yeah, green light on, flashing away for another podcast as we look at the Meadows, Saturday night, 6th of May. Uh, Going to chat with Clint Capuano. He's got uh, just about half the card in at the Meadows on Saturday night, so we'll find out his best chance and chat about uh, his awesome win last week uh, straight off the top with uh, with Hummock. He was sensational last week as well. Don't forget, uh, this upcoming week, there will be the release of the Deep Dive podcast with Paul Westervelt. Really looking forward to releasing that. We've already recorded that. A, a wonderful chat and just a, a great insight to his time in the sport of greyhound racing thus far from start to where he is at the moment um, and then what the future is going to hold as well. So looking forward to releasing that, but let's turn our attention to the Meadows. Run of the week. Straight off the top, it had to be Hummick. This may not just have been run of the week. It may well have been close to run of the year last Saturday night, especially knowing he's coming back from a, a pretty serious injury in his back, and, and he was absolutely awesome to come from behind, weave through, and score the seventh race at the Meadows last Saturday night. Here is exactly how it played out. Away and racing. Ailey Bell jumped well off the inside. She's going to kick out and lead quite easily early. Out by about three, four, five lengths. Trending Zari got back to the rail now to go to leaders back and Mapunga Roz third. They're followed by Sunnyside Zeus. Grace in shock. Well back to Hummick. And then learned lesson and last star burst candy. Down the back. Ailey Bell lead. Can she keep going this week? A length and a quarter. Trending Zari and there by four Mapunga Roz. Then Sunnyside Zeus and Hummick. Still Ailey Bale. Got a little bit left in the tank. She led by a length turning to to trending Zari, who's balancing up. Look at Hummick, absolutely storming home. There's run of the night from nowhere. Hummick storms away to win it by a length over Ailey Bale or trending Zari in a bobbing go. Then the Pungaroz. Well, I sort of penciled myself in for run of the week when I said it was run of the night uh, when he stormed home to win last week. But just a, a massive performance from Hummick. He picked them off one by one. And, and I think we learnt that Ailey Bale is just not a genuine front runner. Every time she finds the lead, she just doesn't finish off. And... Maybe that uh, makes the run of Hummock look even bigger than it was. But, uh, yeah, from last to first in a Metro 600, uh, enormous achievement from Hummock and Clint Capuano, who we're going to chat to in just a moment. Saturday's preview. All righty, let's find some winners. Saturday night, 12 on the card. GOTBA Super Night as well. I'll be on track uh, emceeing that one. Looking forward to... Uh, raising some uh, some money there for the uh, the GOTBA. Race number one, I like the three, Pepita. Um, I think draws nicely down to the inside. Hasn't raced since the 2nd of March, but uh, with the Daryl Holmes polish, uh, that won't be a problem. She'll be cherry ripe for a first up city assault. Race two, I like the five, Quested Bale each way. I think uh, he'll take up the early lead. His win was, was red hot last time at Ballarat from the inside draw. Beat a good field, did it well, and, and showed blistering early speed. The last hundreds are concerned, but uh, I think he will make his own luck. Race number three, I'm going with number three, Dragon in. I reckon he just about should have uh, been in the finish in the launching pad. He was something uh, something beat with bad luck there. Uh, he's going to be an each-way price, and he'll run well. Race three, number three. I think he's a good chance. Race number four, tricky 730-metre staying race. I'm going to go with Stella Girl here for Clint Capuano. I just think she might be able to bounce on the speed and, 
and take a little bit of catching from there. Race five, we're going one Aston Lira on top. Uh, when he gets it right, 29-21 off a of 5.06 at Sandown two starts ago, three starts ago. So he's bred to be a star and... I think he is uh, going to be mighty hard to beat off the good draw. Race number six, the GOTBA plate final, $7,300 to the winner. Going with the favourite here, prior bail number three, Mark 210 uh, in the form guide. Bit of a surprise to see him land in front last time from box number one as a short price favourite. I think he'll let the race unravel a little bit more in this final, use the rail, get into a good place and, and be hard to beat. Was taken by the run of Kanji Zinji last time, I think, could be, uh, could be a bit of a chance to run well in this drawn box number four. Uh, on then to race number seven. Now, this is uh, leg number three of the quaddy, the GOTBA Cup final, 12,000 to the winner. Magic Muffin last week, is if it wasn't for Hummick and, and how good Hummick was, Magic Muffin would have been the run of the night. Uh, she was awesome last week. Can begin a lot better than that, and if she does, I think she'll be winning. Race number eight, we're going with Hummick, uh, the Hummick bandwagon. He was just enormous to win last time out. Hopefully, position's a bit closer. We'll hear from Clint Capuano in a moment to see what he thinks about the chances of Hummick. Race nine, going four, Shimmer Shadow. Race ten, I'm with number one, Conroy. Uh, thought his run chasing Aussie Rocks was really gallant last week, and he draws to run a big race here. The 11th race, I'm with number one, Kanji Venice. Uh, good eye-catching second last time. I've marked this one of the better bets of the night based on the fact there's not a lot of speed in the race. And then race number 12, the last. I think this is where you, you grab a dart, throw it at the dartboard, and what number it lands on, you take. And I might just go with a good draw of top scotch, but the form has been very, very up and down from him. Hunters Punting Club. Yeah, not a, not a huge amount of confidence for the Punters Punting Club this week. Race 2, number 5, Quested Bale, $10 each way. Um, I think can find a, a soft lead and be hard to beat, and I'll have 15 each way on race 11, number 1, Kanji Venice. Uh, the other one that I probably will look at having a little play on is, is Prior Bale, depending on the price. I think if he gets out to $253, uh, it's probably worth having a play. Chances are, though, you're going to lose. Uh, gamble responsibly, of course, one 800 if you think the gambling's becoming a problem, and you can go to gamblinghelponline.org.au. Inside Info. Well, a trainer who is up and about with uh, a very, very good kennel of greyhounds, including, as we heard just a moment ago, run of the week from last Saturday night. Wasn't that some sort of a run from Hummick? It's Clint Capuano, and he's been good enough to bounce onto the podcast for the first time. Clint, how are you, mate? Yeah, you good, mate. Yourself? Hey, I'm going well. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I'm going to uh, just tell the listeners the truth. I got you on the podcast. You were good enough to give me about 10 or 15 minutes of your time. This was nearly 11 months ago. Um, we had a great chat about your favourite food that you were cooking up for the family, spaghetti that night, I think it was. And honestly, one of the great chats, um, apart from my end, I had a computer issue, didn't record it properly, and, and uh, it never made it out. But I can promise you, Clint, I'm recording this one twice, mate, so we should be good to go. That's... Uh Good thing, I suppose. Well, it is. I, I suppose it, it doesn't really matter from your end, does it? <laughs> no, not really. I'm not. I'm not a real good big speaker, anyway. So unless well, I've had a few beers. Yeah, I was going to say, mate, <laughs> if we can catch you at the end of a meeting once you've uh, once you've snagged a few winners, it might be a oh. bit different. Hey, let's go. Let's go through uh, your involvement in the sport. I know we spoke about this last time, but uh, how did you get involved in the great sport of greyhound racing? Oh, we just had a. Well, my old man had one. Oh, when we were a little kid. Um. I think he got it actually off uh, Mark Giddings' old man when um, they were doing a market together in Thomastown. So, um, yeah, just started like that and, yeah, just 
I sort of, um, when I turned 18, I went and worked in abattoirs and a bloke out there from Seymour, Ray Reed, and um, got me to buy my first dog and, yeah, sort of haven't looked back from then. And, mate, right now, you've, I think you've clearly got the best kennel of greyhounds that you've you've probably ever had from as far as I can tell. It, would, you, would you be confident in saying that at the moment? Yeah, definitely. And, and we'll start with going through the runners that you've got Saturday night. You've... Uh, You've got a, a daily top set up happening Saturday night, that many runners, so we might be here a while, but we'll start with the first one, race four, uh, Stella Girl. Seriously good stay of this one, um, and, and she's, I reckon, in the last six months just gone to another level. Yeah, we found a little problem with her. She had an extra bone in it, one of her toes, and we're wondering why she was limping after runs and couldn't find anything. There's a little corn there and took her over to Des Fagan and did a bit of an operation, and, yeah, she hasn't looked back since then. Have you looked at the field for, for Saturday night? She's drawn box four. There's only, what is there, six in the race. Um, uh, probably looks a race that she could really run a run a really big race, like she did two starts ago when Shanlon Hunter run her down. Yeah, well, probably, hopefully, the conditions are a bit better than two starts ago when Shanlon Hunter run her down. Do you reckon that makes a huge difference, especially with a, with a greyhound like her who can get out and run that, ploughing through the, the heavy ground can sometimes suit the, the bigger dogs? Yeah, I think so, but I don't know. You'd probably find... You'd think being a bit littler, she might get through it a bit better, but definitely not the case that night. And she's normally so. strong too. Let's go to Hummick. Um, yeah. This this win last week was... Oh, look, in the call, I sort of thought, oh, yeah, he's probably a little bit too far back down the back. And, and even approaching, you know, sort of leaving the back straight, approaching that home corner, you think, oh, look, he's, he's maybe a chance to run a drum. And, and then at the top of the straight, even though he was still behind them, he was just the dog he wanted to be on. He, and he took a gap uh, like like 90% of dogs probably wouldn't have taken either. Yes. Yeah, it, was a, it was good to see after so much work being put into him to get him back. Um, we haven't rushed him back either, but yeah, it's good to just see him ticking all the boxes, hopefully to go to Sandown in a couple of weeks. And it was a back muscle injury that he sustained that, that put him out for that time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trial at Sandown, got him. Well, a lot of people, a lot of people say um, with back muscle injuries um, to keep them moving throughout the uh, the recovery and the rehab. Is that something you, you tried with Hummick to try and keep him as mobile as he possibly could be whilst letting that back muscle repair? Well, he was straight back on the walker a week after he'd done it. So, yeah, um, yeah he was straight back moving. Yeah. Well, I think so. he's the pin-up boy at the moment for uh, for back muscle injuries to come back and, and do what he did last week. Yeah. Then on to race number nine. Now, we've got one here in the, the care of Chloe Jew, which uh, probably the better trainer down there at Anarchy, I think, fair to say. Blazing Dodge. Um, I reckon you'd be pretty confident with his chances drawing the red. Yes, he does want the fence. And he does step a bit right, um, but he... He can come out of a box, the dog, so and he's got plenty of upside too, so he's getting a bit of trouble. Two starts ago at the Meadows, he well, I thought he looked the winner in a very hard grade five, but just couldn't get the run. So yeah, hopefully tonight off the red he just bounces straight to the front and the worry will be number four if it gets a clear run. I think it will um probably give him wind burn down the back, but Hopefully not. Yeah, well, he's $16, so he's an each-way play. No doubt about that race, nine number one. Then on to race 11, uh, Frothy's Bradman. Funny name for a greyhound, but um, he's won five out of 22, and, and you've sort of stepped him up in the last month or so just to get him up to 500 metres. And, look, his run was pretty solid in a, in a fast-run race last week. Yeah, he's a, he's a bit of a stressy dog, so race 11 doesn't suit him, but we've just got to, yeah, hope he gets a nice run around him. He's got a fair bit of ability. Um, when Jack Campbell had him, I took him up there for 
a trial for him and went best of the day, but broke his shoulder on the um, on the arm and not bad. So he probably had two months off and went to Azza parties and then done another injury and then went back to Jack's and then come to mine. So he's been shopped around a bit, the dog, but yeah, he's got a bit of ability. Well, mate, it seems like you're Mr. Fixit. I'm going to start calling you Bob the Builder from, uh, from Manakee because these <laughs> yeah. dogs, are, they've all had a few injuries, but they're all coming back good. Uh, what about uh, the yeah. last couple? You've got La La Quick Race 12, number seven. Probably a little bit outclassed, but I can see exactly what you guys were thinking. Get up to grade five, low ranking, and try and pick off a late late Metro race on a, on a Saturday night. And look, the draw's probably the biggest challenge <laughs> for him because he is racing well. Yeah, definitely. No, he's um, very outclassed and, yeah, probably... You try to get the worst race on a Saturday night and draw inside, but that didn't happen. So he'll still go around and hopefully runs a good race and go again next week. There's a bit of steam coming out of the ears of uh, Clint Capuano and Chloe Jew when it comes to Canchi Tank. This will be his fourth consecutive box number eight. Every time I open the form guide, Clint, I just shake my head because I I rate this boy so highly. Um, and when he won there, he was awesome. Five starts ago when he got beat the, the week prior to when he won, he was absolutely one of the biggest runs you'll see there. And yet he just keeps drawing out wide. And I, I bet you just... You'd be cursing at the form guy when that box draw comes out because he's got the talent when he draws inside. Yes, definitely. And um, I just thought, oh, he'll still go around this week, drop back in grade sort of run because he's a grade four there. He's got his last out and then he's back to grade five. Best of all of those runners, who would it be, do you think, on Saturday night? Oh, probably definitely humming. Yeah, he's flying, isn't he, the boy? Yeah, yeah, just needs to follow. Oh, he can lead, so if he leads, it'll be... It'll, It'll be a nice sight, that's for sure. And what's the plan for the Sandown Cup, mate, from here? He goes around Saturday night. Does he then head to Sandown through the week for a trial or a race and then then into the heats? Possibly just go there next Thursday night and give him maybe a 600 and on to a 700 because there's not many um, 650s around the bush next week, so it's a bit hard to try to get one of those leading into the Sandown Cup, so... Is that, is that just, something you'd like to see more of? I know, I know Hector Foley, for example, he raced last night and he just, he just didn't run the 700, but you feel if, if there was the offering of a 650 um, in the lead-up to the Sandown Cup, it's something maybe the, the country clubs could look at almost being a, a prime lead-up race for the Sandown Cup, and they could almost name it that way, Clint, because I reckon if they put yeah. a few 650s on in the month leading up to the Sandown Cup, you'd get a lot of dogs, especially those 600-metre dogs like... Hamik and like we saw last night with uh, with Hector Forley, I, I think they they would target those six fifties for sure. Oh, hundred percent. Like, there's one at Geelong next Friday night, but you know if we get a bit of rain next week and then you got to run this, it's a tough six eighty at Geelong, so it's probably not ideal running that six eighty into Sandown the following Thursday. So yeah, it'd be nice to see like a, a warnable six fifty on or a, even just a Ballarat, well, it's hard because you could probably go to Bendigo, but he's a grade three at Bendigo, so they don't, they only they'll only put a grade five on or a grade four on up there. So, and I reckon there should be two or three special events in the lead up to a Sandown Cup on provincial tracks in the month on the way to the Sandown Cup, just to help those dogs grow the legs to run out the seven hundred meters. Well, we won't worry too much more about that, mate. Good luck with Hummy moving forward this week. If he can repeat what he did last week, he's, he's going to be almighty hard to beat again. Uh, and what's for dinner tonight? Last time you were cooking spag. Uh, is it something like that on the uh, on the agenda tonight? 
Oh, no. And then Carl takes one of her daughters to swim in tonight, so she gets takeaway on the way home. So. Oh, beautiful, mate. So you're uh, you're not cooking? No, definitely not cooking. Oh, you've done it well. Well, good luck with uh, with everything. Good luck with Hummick, and, and hopefully we can chat you in about a month after he's claimed the Sandown Cup. Oh, that'll be nice. Thanks, mate. <laughs> and that's it for the Green Light on Premier Racing Podcast. Another edition done and dusted. Uh, he's got a good kennel at the moment, doesn't he, Clint Capuano? And just reliable city-class performers. And he's made that sort of 600-metre journey his own. A bit of a niche market, I think you could say. Good luck and happy punning for the week ahead. Don't forget, early next week, the drop of the Paul Westerval deep dive. That is, I reckon, one of my favourite podcasts I've recorded to date. He gives away a great insight to, to his journey in Greyhound Racing, how it began, where it is now, and what the future holds as well for Paul Westerveld. So looking forward to releasing that. Until next time, safe travelling and happy punting.